Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. How do you like your rabbit holes? I'm hoping the answer will be deep because I went excavating this morning, digging into some of the birthday boys around the NHL. Marty Baron may not be one of them, but he does have a family birthday connection today. Yeah, balloons for everybody celebrating a birthday on uh, this July 26th. It's my son Jacob's birthday. And uh, you know what? I, I keep remembering, here's the balloons on MSG, fantastic. But I keep remembering as to... When he was born, it was the summer of 2004. What happened in 0405? No hockey, baby. No you hockey. had time to be a dad. I was at home. I didn't even go play in Europe. I skated a couple times a week and then maybe a couple more times a week when all of a sudden we're like, we may be playing this next week. We may. And then it was like, no, we're not doing it. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was. Pretty good year. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do that all the time, but it was a good year at home. You and I, two uh, dads in a pod, so to speak, because <laughs> yes. that was the first go around for me when Izzy was born in November uh, yes, of that absolutely. year. So, yeah. Anyway, that those are just two of the notable birth dates from uh, 2004, but more well as uh, pertaining to the NHL. Yes. Big news for a birthday boy today in. I don't want to, you know, you could say longtime Sabres rival, but the, the rivalry has been so one-sided in regular season games that I'm not sure Sebastian Ajo would even recognize how much he has dominated the Sabres and how much he has done, you know, in his young career to date. He's been a fascinating figure based on the fact that almost five years ago, he was offer sheeted by the Montreal Canadiens. Yes. Carolina was quick to match. And now... Aho, who's entering the final year of a deal that was five years in length for $8.46 million per, has just landed himself on his 26th birthday, an eight-year extension, which begins next year, and it'll pay him $9.75 per. Your thoughts? So my thoughts is, is it's pricey. I mean, you were almost at $10 million. Like we're talking about Rasmus Dallin potentially making $10 million this year. And Sebastian Howe would be close to that. I'll take 10 Dallin's in a heartbeat, right? I mean, but Sebastian Howe. Well, very... I'd mix in a, a couple of Ahos. I'm not going to well, lie. Maybe a couple uh, of Ahos. I, I was going to say. In fact, there are two if you want to sprinkle two of them in. So. <laughs> And they make about ten and a half million dollar combined in a year from now. So, and and Sebastian Howe in Carolina uh, makes close to ten. So, but listen, 
he's a really, really, really good hockey player. Fantastic. Maybe underappreciated in the fact that Carolina doesn't really rely on these big names and these big stars. But what we also saw last year is when Svechnikov went down, Carolina was lacking in scoring. They didn't have the firepower to go out and have somebody really put the team on their back. And and Ao did good this year. Did not do great this year. You look at his stats, they took a dip this season. Now, he's had a 38-goal season in 68 games three years ago. He had a 37-goal season last year. This season, 36, right? And his point total went down. Uh, he was over a point a game this year under a point a game. So I, I'm, I'm almost thinking that this was a Look, it's a year before he's set to run out. You know, his contract's expiring. So they wanted the extension to happening. They announced it on his birthday. It's great. But this is one of those where if Sebastian Ao had had 95 points last year, I would have said, okay, 9.75, $10 million, that's fine. He had 67? Is that what? Yeah, he had that 67 he, last year. He didn't have Svechnikov and he never had Pacioretty. His point yeah. totals would have been fine if he legitimately had wingers. Okay, but at nine point seven five million, don't you? And he have still to... scored thirty six goals, which puts yeah, him in the. Don't you yeah. have to? Nope. To be the guy at nine. I don't think ninety. I don't think if he had a ninety point season, it would have changed the number they agreed upon today one bit. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it would either. So I think that the number was already set. They know what his value is. Yes. But but it's a little bit where. You know, you're you're the Carolina Hurricanes. You're like, oh, you know, I wish he had a 90 point season because I could sign it a lot more confidently. Uh, oh, come on. Way, so. OK, well, I told you first thing I said was rabbit holes. So I went down the Aho <laughs> rabbit hole just to give proper context here. And you're you're making, I think, incredibly valid points, which helps validate why I just spent Two hours over yes. there going through stupid numbers. Going into this year, this will help, I think, put Aho in a better place for you. He has the 50th highest cap hit this season. Yes. That sounds about right. Yeah. Right? Sounds He's, about right. Like, if you're the 50th best player in the league and you're a 50th cap hit, like... Okay, you're not a top 20, top 25, but... So there's 32 teams, and he's clearly the best on the Canes. He's been their highest paid player. He will now set a new mark for highest paid player. Yeah. I think it's a very appropriate number, right? Yes. So starting next year, and there will be a million signings between now and the time that he actually takes to the ice. Yes. But as it stands right now, he will have the 15th highest cap hit next year. Trailing only McKinnon, McDavid, Panarin, Carlson, Pasternak, Dowdy, Tavares, Marner, Huberdo, Price, Barkov, Eichel, Bobrovsky, Sagan, and he'll be tied with Johnny Gaudreau. Yes, but Price, now, we can move him aside, but okay, I get it. Correct. Since he debuted in the NHL, Sebastian Ajo is fourth in scoring from that illustrious 2015 draft class, trailing only McDavid, Marner, and Rantanen. Yes. He is third in goals from that draft class. He is fourth in games played. He is durable. He has been remarkably durable and consistent since he came into the league. Of course, more attention came on him the moment that offer sheet was presented. So since the offer sheet came about, he's 22nd in league scoring over the past four years. Yeah. He's fifth in overtime goals. 
He is first in shorthanded goals. In fact, since he entered the league, he leads the NHL in shorthanded goals. And do you that's know what the, Carolina... uh, that's the power kill that Shana likes to talk about that and, Carolina has. And guess what the Canes have been in the last, uh, well, in his time in the NHL. They're yeah. sixth in points since he joined the NHL. And they are second in penalty kill, trailing only the Boston Bruins. So he brings something that very few players bring. And when I speak of consistency and durability, and you're not wrong that Carolina struggled offensively as the season wore on and in the playoffs, most specifically, it wasn't his fault. Over his career, Aho has averaged 0.9 points per game. In the playoffs, that goes up to 0.92. In the last five years, he has 63, sorry, uh, 63 points in the last five years in the playoffs. Okay. He is 12th, sorry, games, 58 points in 63 games. I yeah, can't read my hand right. 58 points, 63 games, yeah. He is 12th in playoff scoring over the last five well, years. He's played a Hang lot on. of games. He, he has, but get this, of those 12 players, Marshawn, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Aho, the only four out of that group of 12 to not win a Stanley Cup in that period of time. Yeah, okay. So he's doing his part. That's all I'm saying. And I think it's a fabulous deal. I think he has quietly been the face of this franchise that has been a very, 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 very good franchise. Now, and, and promises to get better, I think, based on the acquisitions, signings they've made again this offseason. Yeah, and, and look, we have to also remember that Sebastian Ajo had some leverage on his side because when he signed the offer sheet from the Montreal Canadian and Carolina match, which was a five-year deal at $8.46 million, just the, the maximum that Montreal could get to without having to go to the top tier and try to put Carolina in a bad place. And there was front-loaded contract in the first year. He had an $11.3 million uh, signing bonus on just for signing the contract. So Montreal tried to squeeze Carolina. But he was a UFA at the end of next season. So mm -hmm. Sebastian Ajo had leverage right now to say, hey, let's make the deal happening now because – in season, I don't know that I want to sign because if in season he starts the season, he has 20 goals after his first 35 games and he's got 55 points in his first 35, 40 games. He's thinking that's 11 million. That's $12 million, right? Maybe yeah. you could stretch that point because he, the cap will go up and everything. You could say he had that leverage. I'm not saying that he would have been that guy because I don't. Well, he's already signed an offer sheet from the Montreal Canadiens, so maybe he has an agent that's in, I'll do anything I can to maximize your earning. So if you start the season and you go well, it's going to cost more money. So he did have that leverage piece. It's not like Darlene and Power, who are restricted free agents at the end of next season. Like mm -hmm. there's always that, well, the Sabres still own their rights past next year. Carolina did not own Sebastian Ao's right past next season what do you think sebastian aho has done against the sabers in 16 lifetime games well uh, probably all he does is win 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 no matter what that's a song right and he six, scored a lot of goals 16 games against buffalo he has 13 goals yeah 24 points and a win-loss record of 14 and 2 <laughs> <laughs> 
It always seemed like we are Jeez. always kind of like looking at Carolina as, as these big games. And you're right. Like 14 oh, and goodness. two and 16 games. Like yeah. that's just not good. It's tough, man. And there's and been that, some and... tough games. Not only like there's been some, some whipping from Carolina against mm-hmm. Buffalo. There has been. And, and, and that's not to belabor or conjure up ill memories between the two franchises. Historically speaking, the reason I bring it up, A, it's pertinent with Ajo's signing today, and B, it's a reality check that as we sit here continuing through the summer, there is no easy path to one of the top eight positions in the conference. That's that's what I, you know, feel like yeah. we need to constantly talk about. And and thankfully, with the you know, little bits of news here and there, it allows us to kind of make these natural segues. But like Carolina is just one of those consistent elite. Eastern Conference teams that is not surrendering a spot. And that's just the harsh reality. Carolina, New Jersey, those teams, I don't think are, are giving away anything. Probably put the Rangers in that conversation. I think the mm-hmm. Rangers are still very strong. Sure. Um, you know, Toronto, put them in that conversation. And then you talk to Boston and the Tampa Bay Lightning conversation. Again, mm-hmm. the teams that may take a step back, but how much of a step back are they going to take? Islanders, so you're Penguins, right. Panthers, and and don't sleep on the jackets. I keep telling you this. I think the, the Islanders, are... you, you said the Islanders, right? You said did, Islanders, yeah. Penguins, Panthers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Blue jackets, the Ottawa senators. Like you know what it does there's though? competitiveness now... in the Eastern conference. This year. Oh, now I'm just looking out in the beautiful sunny sky over the uh, key bank center right now. And you know what it does? Like it just, this is where hopefully all the energy and appetite for the Sabres has changed. When we talk to everybody, like I'm sitting here thinking good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I don't care what day of the week it is. I don't care if it's Carolina, if it's Columbus or whatever, like all of these games matter. Like, that's the thing. Like now we need, we need to feel that buzz for the game night experience because of the reality of every, especially in conference matchup has huge significance. Especially when we have a road crew party in Carolina the night before, like that next game in Carolina matters. It didn't happen for the Sabres this year, but it matters, right? I, I, well we probably will have more road crews uh in the future maybe we'll go back to carolina because it was great and i'm gonna spend send a message to the boys after that that it matters that game in carolina matters yes absolutely well that was that was one that did slip away unfortunately um but predictably um based on what you've been saying on the show and and Glad you're with us here on Sabres Live on this Wednesday, Jacob's birthday. That's Jacob Biron. Sebastian <laughs> Ajo's birthday, his 26th. More birthdays to get to. But Matt Murray, yes, like you anticipated, won't be playing for the Leafs. Magically, he has a case of the Joffrey Lupuls and is now on LTIR. I'm so mad at myself. A- so mad at myself, Duffers. What? So mad at myself because about... Oh, maybe right before the draft, I started to think the Leafs can't really buy Matt Murray, who was injured at the end of the season, but was also made available Available. in the playoffs. And now it becomes a tricky thing because you cannot buy out a player who is injured and gets his exit physical, and they say you are injured, right? Oh, but, I, did I say bio? They're they're just placing him on long term. They don't. Have no, to I know, it. but yeah. you did say yeah. long term. But I'm just saying, like, I'm mad at myself because I thought at first Matt Murray is getting a, a buyout from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like mm. that's where my mind was, and then I was like, well, maybe they can't 
because the CBA will protect a player to say you cannot buy out an injured player. And Matt Murray was hurt at the end of the regular season, but was healthy and made available in the playoffs, was practicing and everything. So now I'm like, well, should I dig in into this and ask, did he pass his physical at the end of the season? Which they would never say. This is private team player information. But that's a big if he passes physical at the end of the year or not. If the Leafs would be able to buy him out. So I kind of backed off of it. I asked a few people, hey, could the Leafs really buy out Matt Murray if he was injured? And they're like, well, all I, all indications are is that he was healthy enough that he could have played in the playoffs. So we would assume that he was healthy at the end of the year and is considered healthy this summer. Well, so I kind of went away they, with it. They did use Joe Wall instead of him. They did. But Matt Murray was on the ice and was said yeah. to be available. But All-star so, games in Toronto this year, right? The All-Star game is in Toronto this year. Okay, yes. so that's probably the next time we'll see Matt Murray because I'm thinking a crazy new development for the All-Star game this year would be bringing back everybody on long-term IR and having an alumni game an alumni <laughs> yeah like an NHLPA shinny style event wouldn't that well, be something the Leafs did a lot Matt with Murray went and Price the, the yeah. other Shea Weber maybe even Pebble oh you're Datsu. talking not just the Leafs you're talking about oh, everyone yeah. in the oh, NHL. Yeah, across the league play the mascots the guys- we're gonna put the, the the LTIR guys on one team and the mascots on the other team because you gotta be careful right but um no so anyway the reason why mm. I say I'm mad at me because my instincts were saying inside of me the Leafs cannot buy out Matt Murray. And I kept thinking to myself, they can't buy him out. They can't buy him out. And then I just kind of went away with it. And then the first buyout window opened and the Leafs knew their cap situation was in a tough place. Yeah, And yeah. they said they didn't buy him out the first time around. And I'm thinking, well, they'll and wait to not. see. <laughs> well, no, I know. But I'm thinking <laughs> they'll still wait to see what happens with the arbitration hearings. And and then there'll be a second buyout window that will open. But what if they would have settled out of arbitration with Samsonov? That second window wouldn't have opened. Yeah. So I'm like, the Leafs must have a backup plan that is to probably just make Matt Murray's contract disappear, mm-hmm. right? Say he's going to be hurt or he's injured. And and I I my first instinct was to, to go that route. And then I said, you know what? Let it be. Let it be. It's going to figure itself out. Now, obviously, today they announced that he's going to be placed in long-term IR. Now, the Ottawa Senators are happy about that because yeah. they don't have a cap recapture, which wasn't a lot of money, but they don't have to, to pay any penalties for mm-hmm. cap recapture because of the retained salary if there was a buyout. But the Leafs are still over the cap, even when long-term IR. They're still – and that was – I, I pulled out my old calculator the other day when I said, okay, if they were to buy out Murray and this, that, the other thing, they'd still be about two to three million over the cap. So they are still about 2.1 million over the cap, according to Cap Friendly. Somebody will throw them the life preserver. They always do. Minor news organizationally today. The Amherst have added uh, Brandon Fortunato. He is a 27-year-old defenseman who did play in Jacksonville last year and uh, may well end up there this year based on the glut of defensemen that both the Sabres and Amherst have already. But what's also noteworthy about Fortunato is he went to the program, the U.S. <laughs> National Team Development Program. So it got me yeah. thinking, Marty, a very quick quiz for you on this day. Between the current Sabres and Amherst, 
What do you think the number is of players who went to the program? And okay. Fortunato not included. Like I'm talking, if you went to Cap Friendly and looked at, you know, the guys that are listed for the Sabres and the Amherst, which means they have the ability contractually to play in the NHL this year. So that will be an absolute guess of my part. Uh, but the one thing I am entirely sure of is there's only one broadcaster that has been to the program, and that is you, Duffer. You were there not too long ago. Well, physically, made, yes, but not a physically. part of it. Yes. Yeah. No, no, but not a but I've never been to Plymouth, Michigan. I don't know. And I I don't think Razor has been there. Um, I don't think Dan's been there either. So I'm just kind of saying I'm guaranteeing you're the only one. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say. Uh, I want to say seven. Thompson, Tuck, Greenway, Samuelson, Clifton, Eric Johnson. And to make it seven just for you, I don't think Casey Mitz, like, I don't think Middlestat was in the program, but he, he played a few games for the program, you know, cause he was, he was more strictly a high school guy and then a college guy. But if you look at his ledger, he played a couple of games and whether it was like exhibition through the, you know what I mean? Like through the, so what happens usually is that throughout the year, there's injuries at the program and yes. they have a reserve list and they may mm -hmm. have him come up uh, to play some games. So um, with Casey Middlestat, I'm looking at, he was, Oh, that's in 2015, mm -hmm. 16. So he was, he was 17 years old. So that's the year before he went to, uh, to Minnesota actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was 17 years old. So, so good guess. Good guess on your part. You were pretty much all over well, thank it. Thank you for facilitating my seven. Uh, the non-NHL deals, meaning Amherst players who are um, on AHL contracts, Mersh, Warren, Slaggart and now Fortunato. So there's Ooh. four more that have a connection to the program and quite possibly Granado and or Appert. And of course, Mason Yops also had the middle stat effect where he was just there for a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of time. So I think middle stat would have stayed a little longer um, at the program, but mm -hmm. had a um, was signed and had attended with uh, the Green Bay Gamblers of the USHL. And he decided to go to USHL the next year. Um, and played about half the year in high school and then half the year in the USHL. We still have a big birthday to get to in the NHL. We'll do that at the bottom of the hour when we come back from break. He is, uh, mm, I can't use that word because we banned it years ago on this show, but it does start with a U as far as active players in the NHL. So we'll get to that one coming up. It kind of piggybacks off our discussion yesterday, which was about defensemen. Oh, see, you finally got it. It's that pointy thing got, that comes yeah, right out of the I'm middle like, of your head. Start with a U. And, yeah. and then I'm like, unanimous, <laughs> unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. Oh, can't you say said that it, anymore. boo. Yeah. We need a sensor. Like, we need a sound effect so we can honk that right out of the equation. Yeah, if, uh, like, we have the balloons on MSG for birthdays <laughs> and celebrations. We should have a graphic of a unicorn running across the, the screen when we uh, when we say the word. But was there any lingering, um, you know, anything that you didn't get to yesterday? Oh, actually, let, let me phrase it differently. Okay, yes. Based on our duo discussion yesterday and yes. our projections offensively for Darlene and Power moving forward and what they could accomplish for the Sabres, which would be unprecedented, presume like the Sabres have never had two defensemen in a season have 50 points or more. Yes. So we see that as a reality a very distinct reality for power and Darlene 
once they get their deals done. But the other thing that came out of yesterday was people asking, why aren't their deals done? So what's yeah. your answer? What's your answer to that right now? My answer is that there's no urgency to have those guys sign and signed early. Uh, nobody else can come in and offer sheet Owen Power and offer sheet Rasmus Dallin. There's, you know, they have a year left on their deal. They're not uh, RFAs until next season. So I think there's no urgency. Here's the thing. Um, the Sabres have done a fantastic job of including the fan base, including, you know, the, the community into some of their major events. Um, so right now it's kind of like the dead sense. The Bills started training camp. Are you going to announce the Rasmus Dallin contract and when the Bills are in training camp and they have their stuff going on? No, Why? you're not going to do that. Why not? Just run them out to the middle of the field at St. John Fisher and announce well, it right there. I have a better way to announce it. And I think this should be, and maybe the cat's going to be out of the bag and I don't know. I have no knowledge of it. But I was just watching an old Case Keenum, the backup quarterback for the Bills last year, going around Bills training camp in a disguise and wanting autographs from his teammates. And some guys didn't even recognize him. They're like, here you go. And and some guys are like, why is this dude inside the ropes? Like, because the fans were on one side of the rope. And, and then he goes to Brendan Bean and he goes to Sean McDermott. He's asking for autographs on the on his ball and uh, in his football. And then some of them recognize him, right? So I'm saying... Wouldn't it be funny if we did like a behind the scenes social media kind of video of general manager Kevin Adams in disguise at FanFest and Darlene and Power are sitting at the same table signing an autograph for the fans and Kevin Adams is waiting in line and talking to fans like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's Darlene, it's Power. I'm so excited. And then he shows up. He slides in a contract like almost like hey can you sign my piece of paper can you sign my piece of paper here come on like i don't have a picture right? they, they charge 20 bucks for a picture i couldn't afford that but but can you sign my piece of paper and it's the actual contract that kevin adams would be sliding underneath power and Dalene and have him sign it like that like that would be that would be kind of funny i think it would it would be a hit on social media what do you think producer jeff's idea uh announce it on between two stalls Oh, that would also be well. Now, producer I mean, Jeff is a social media genius, by the way, and the fact that they would do a special uh, season series, season yeah, what do you call it? Like a series season premiere, season premiere, special season premiere, training camp edition of Between Two Stalls, and then okay. they would they would announce it then. But see, Jeff probably wouldn't want to do it with Darlene because he's already had Darlene and he almost eviscerated him for being the first overall pick. Yes. You ever think <laughs> just go watch it. If you haven't watched it, honestly, I can't do it justice. The line of questioning Jeff had for Rasmus as a first overall pick. Now, can you imagine the challenge for Jeff Skinner to try to coax something out of Owen power? on an episode of Between Two Stalls. Well, I think if, let's say Owen had no idea that, he probably knew that they are close to agreeing or whatever, but had no idea that he was going to be presented with the, the announcement that his mm -hmm. contract has been agreed upon and this, that, the other thing. 
I think you would probably put Owen in a really tough situation, but it would it would create some really, really uncomfortable moments that Jeff would definitely feast off him. I mean, he would definitely, he would have the hair comments, he would have the car comments, he would have all of those comments. Uh-huh. I think Between Two Stalls just went up way above my Kevin Adams disguised at FanFest uh, uh, scenario. Well, you think of uh, how successful that series was on our social channels this year. You think of the Amherst run and popularity uh, yes. this year. Uh, a big shout out to Emily Wade and the Amherst for their uh, acknowledgement that they received yesterday from the American Hockey League just for outstanding, you know, digital presence. And and that's undeniable. I mean, I, I think it's a great benefit to have the team doing what it did and the prospects, you know, as exciting as they are for the fan base, but it's, it's a two way street here. You you don't cultivate that relationship and connection without putting in the work that Emily and the entire group did down there. And it was, it was a, an honor well-deserved. So really happy for them. And, uh, and guess what? We'll see, uh, we'll see that crew and we'll see all the prospects at this year's prospects challenge or the bulk of the prospects, obviously, as they'll take part in uh, yet another prospects challenge at Lecom Harbor Center, Sabres, Bruins, Habs, Devils, Sens, Pens, tickets on sale in August season ticket members for the Sabres will have priority access to those seats at a preferred rate. And as we mentioned, it does take place during Sabres Fan Fest weekend. So come down to Alumni Plaza on September 16th and enjoy the day. Who else is having a big birthday with a really, really big reason to extra celebrate this year? We'll discuss that next on Sabres Live. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 